What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 51 of the Ninja Starship. This is monumental. We are, like, closing in on the one-year anniversary of the Ninja Starship. Episode 52 next week, Saturday, July 16th at Liberty Comics. We're doing a live broadcast with SourcePoint Press. It's going to be phenomenal. Some of your favorite SourcePoint creators are going to be out there. You are not going to want to miss this event. Me, Will, you're going to be out there. Hopefully Norm will stop by. I'll be there. You know, Jess, well, no, you got something important to do. You're going to be a bachelorette or bachelorette party and a graduation party. You're going to Chippendale. Nails, you're gonna get dongs in your face. <laughs> I thought you were saying she's a way I'm not allowed to like on the reality TV show. <laughs> uh, this episode is sponsored by the Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan. For local listeners, stop by Ten and DeQuinder to the Falling Down Beer Company and mention Podcast Detroit. Get a dollar off on your first beer. You cannot beat that. Hold on, let me press go live. This is important. Here, Jess, hold that. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by TMNT Box, Teenage what? Mutant Ninja no. Turtle Box. Two to four items to your house every month for a monthly subscription of less than $10 with sign up when you use offer code Ninja Star Pod. And we have the premiere of the box opening. We have an unboxing. Dun, dun, dun. Will, this, this, this has excited. to be for you. I'm excited. I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> All I did is cut the tape so it's easy. Why don't you go ahead and do our first unboxing and uh, tell the fans what they're going to get for this That's month's Norm. TMNT Norm, say box. hi. Hey, guys. All right, guys, here's our toolbox. Remember, use the offer code Ninja Star Pod to get 10% off. So let's see what we got this week. What's in the box? What's in the box? What? <laughs> what? What is it? Oh, a postcard. A postcard. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Just for the Can't thing. go without your postcard. What we got here? We got a... Turtles, it looks like it's a little squishy like, right? toy, man. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. decent inside there. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. And we have, looks like a t shirt. Who is it? A Leonardo t shirt. Yeah. He is the leader of the Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> For those unfamiliar with the franchise, you know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, if you were living under a rock when you were a kid. Sweet. Whoa, oh, the back. Deal, what? The front shell and, and the back nice. shell. Weapons, man. I see a lot of these shirts where it's no no logo here. Yeah, just the mm-hmm. front shell. And then like the back shell has no weapons. So this is definitely one of the awesome. better turtle shirts out there, man. When it comes to the shell style. Yeah, it looks nice. Nice, totally nice quality, worth, totally too. Less than $10. Nice Can't thick shirt. That. It's not That's cut for a hipster. Oh, it looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what else we got in there? That's it, man. Sweaters. That's it? Two, what is it, two, three items every two month? to four. Two, two to four, four items. Yeah. All right, so we got a big sweet ass shirt, and we got the scrunchie and a postcard. So we really got three items. Yeah. Well, this is just a little card for them. Oh, I thought it was no. like send it to no. somebody. Like you should buy TMNT box. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, that's what you're gonna get. Make sure you go to tmntbox.com. Use offer code NinjaStarPod. Receive ten percent off when you sign up. That's less than ten dollars a month. You can't beat that anywhere. Jess, are you ready? Ah, uh, yeah. Let's start the show. 12, yeah. 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Ninja Star! What's up, Ranger fans? This is Steve Cardenas, a.k.a. Rocky the Red Power Ranger. Hey, this is Eugene Clark from... 
George Romero's Land of the Dead. Hey, this is Jason Font from Power Rangers Time Force. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man. And this is Ming Chen, also from AMC's Comic Book Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to... The Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. A favorite podcast. It has begun! Oh, yeah! Woo! I am awesome! take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey man, I was on a UFO! I really was, man! Hey, your cousin and I, man, he had a bag full of dope, man, we met all these chicks, went to Mazzotch Park, and we went on a spaceship, we're in a weed field, man, we got sucked up by the spaceship, man! It's so full of blood and tits, like... What more could you want from a low-budget horror movie? Rules. Well, it eliminates all the other things you don't like, like story. <laughs> oh, I hate to break it to you, losers, but Han Solo's a bitch. That are alive, you are coming with me. I mean, they call me the genetic jackpot for a reason. Right. Not just because of the athleticism, the big muscles, the cool hair, the good looks. <laughs> I'm also a really, really smart guy. So, you know, always have a plan. The total package right here. It's your boy, Kel Mitchell, and you're listening to... To the Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight. Come on, get on the Starship. It's going down. Yo, McKnight, let's get it. Yeah. You, you no, seriously, I, I do not have a 10-inch penis. No, I do not. Seriously. You were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis. All right. I am the cream. Yeah. The cream of the crop. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? And we are live broadcasting from Podcast Detroit Studios in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan. This is episode 51. I'm your host, Jimmy McKnight. Joined in studio, as always, my partner in pod, Mr. Will Blattman. How's it going, guys? And our resident Uber driver, Norm Larkins. Substar shippers. And, of course, the sexiest co-pilot of all time, the Purinator herself, <laughs> Miss Jess. <Perinator>. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I, 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 I had a, a big night last night. Something really big happened that has never happened to me before. We, we brought this up on the last show. It was kind of birthed on this show that the XICW wrestling was going to need another color commentator for XICW Best in Detroit 16. Okay. So, one, one, maybe, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Say yes. Yeah, it's not three, two, one. Yes. Okay, Jamie, you can relax now. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Sorry about that, folks. We had a little technical difficulties there. The internet was being a bitch. I was um, being a dumb whore. We're back. We're back in action. We are broadcasting live from Podcast Detroit Studios in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan. I've already introduced everybody. I'm not doing it again. You know who they are. <laughs> so this is the uh, the original crew here. So this is I already did the intro, and I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking care. <laughs> Um, so like I was saying, uh, XICW best in Detroit 16 was last night and I was brought up to do color commentating and my character, Jimmy, the millionaire McKnight 
was officially born. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I even I have a catchphrase. What is it? That's cash money. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. oh, that's so lame and so dope uh, at the same the time. That's I love why. it. And, uh, it's corny and awesome. I like, I was, you know, the, the first half I was kind of just trying to follow the lead of the other two guys, you know, and, and figuring out how to really do this. And you just really got to get in there and be like, it's a match for the ages. This is legacy <laughs> on the line. You know, you just got to oversell it like, you know, as, as much as you can. Well, and you have a great voice for that, too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. You know, anytime someone did a really, really sweet finishing move or whatever, it was like, you know, oh, that was cash, buddy. It is like, and I'm just saying as a man who has been fortunate enough to become a millionaire that I wouldn't invest $2 of cold, hard cash money into you. <laughs> so awesome. hopefully we'll, we'll see it grow and, and see what happens, you know, and uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, big thanks to everybody that gave me the opportunity to get up there. You know, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just one more branch. Of entertainment to yes. get into. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. You want to get into some news? We got a lot of sweet news this week, dudes. You ready for this? I'm ready. All I'm right. Pumped news. And that was the fucking news. <laughs> All right. This week in the fucking news, Pokemon Go is blowing up. It is crash servers. More people are face and phone than ever before. Uh, I mean, literally, dude, like we went to Detroit Comics yesterday for a Source Point Press signing, mm -hmm. and I met up with uh, Derek Becker, host of Comic Pros and Cons, and we walked to the bar. While walking to the bar, we saw, dude, countless people, face and phone, and you could you knew they were playing Pokemon because you could hear the sound, yep. you know, as they're going by. <laughs> and it's like I'm like, man, everybody is in this game. They are, and it's it's. You know, I've only been able to get up to level four because the servers keep crashing, so mm -hmm. I haven't been able to get into these gyms or, or do any of that mm -hmm. stuff yet. Um, but I did. Uh, I I went uh, to Lakeside Mall the other day, and I was driving around Lakeside Circle. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm wondering, you know, I'm like, I, I wonder if you could play this while you're driving and just, like, cover more ground. <laughs> I so I know it's really bad and irresponsible is, of, a, of a decision. Right. But so I, I, I put it on and I, I put it in, like, I got one of them things that clip to your windows, you know, a little suction thing for mm -hmm. GPS and shit. So I put my phone in there and I got it going and I'm just cruising, yep. you know, Lakeside Circle. I ended up catching five Pokemon. <laughs> And I found, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's a gym. It's one, it's like, when you see it on the map, it's one of those just giant rotating. Yeah, those are gyms. Yeah, those are gyms. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. There's one over there by Steak and Shake. Uh, it's it's somewhere in that area. I, I didn't go right to it because I had to go get some Power Ranger toys at Toys R Us. So that <laughs> yeah, was there's like, <laughs> there's three gyms on this street right here in Love a Mile. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's in, like, in little downtown areas like this, man. It's super popular. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's all kinds of shit to check into. All the Pokestops. Like, yeah, I didn't know about yeah. any of that. Yeah, I spent like four hours last night walking around downtown Ann Arbor <laughs> catching Pokemon. <laughs> it was great, too, because Main Street in Ann Arbor. It oh, was, there's everything. It was, uh, everyone was either playing Pokemon and be like, Having conversations, being like, dude, I caught this over here. There's a squirter over there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta go this way, get me out. Or there's people walking out of a bar being like, you guys playing Pokemon? Yep. Ooh, Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's even this bachelor party. You walked out of a bar as I'm walking by. And they're like, oh, how cute. Those guys are playing Pokemon. <laughs> they're like, yeah, Pokemon's pretty fun. And the girl and the, the, the bride, like, 
I've been trying to play it all night and they won't let me. <laughs> and the girls are like, put your phone You're away. This married. is your bachelorette party. We're getting drunk. <laughs> Um, it was pretty funny. Well, not everybody has had a, a super joyous experience playing Pokemon Go because in Wyoming, a 19-year-old teen found a body while playing Pokemon Go. She did. She found a body. That's pretty yeah. crazy. She was, uh, she was <laughs> let's see where it's, uh, I'm looking at uh, avclub.com for this, but it says that this girl, she was, uh, go- she was down by the Big Wind River trying to get a Pokemon from a natural water source. When she came across the body, and while this sounds like something from the plot of Pokemon Blue or maybe <laughs> Stand By Muth, police have ruled that the man died of natural causes, possibly drowning. Yeah, so the Pokemon still, did not do it. crazy. She better get like so many experience points for finding a real dead body in the game. <laughs> My favorite though is the guy who pulled over Sabno the road to catch a Pikachu and caused like a major car accident. Yeah, you yeah. sir are an idiot, dude. It's a Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta yeah, catch yeah, them all. Yeah. It's, Dude, it's a car. It, it, <laughs> if you guys want a Pikachu and you haven't started playing yet, there's a when you, you do not. When you have the option to pick the starters, yeah, don't pick any of them. Run away four times. Yep, and then a Pikachu becomes your option for a starter. Oh what? Yeah, it didn't yeah. come out so until instead of after. Getting, like Charmander yep. or whatever, right off yep. rip, just don't get him and, and find the Pikachu. Exactly. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's so many. There's one thing about this game is that there's so much. It's still like it's still glitchy. Still like a lot mm-hmm. of gym fights are, are aren't working. Yeah. Nope. And there's so much stuff because they just really wanted to release this game. So they're kind of fixing it as a go, but there's all these like random hacks that people are finding. So nice. it's kind of cool too, though, that this game is such a uh, like community based. Like you get the people are interacting with each other, but then you also people are like like, hey, did you hear about this hack? Or hey, this is a trick I do this. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, dude, it's the buzz. So yeah, online, it, it is gets, the the main thing. That it everyone's gets people talking about. out and about, which is awesome. I was riding through downtown Royal Oak. I'm yeah. at second in Maine. There's just this long line just right around the corner, just of people, and I'm like. The hell are they selling in there? You know, it's just like a <laughs> off-brand market or something. And I'm looking at everybody's on their phone. I'm like, no mm-hmm. way. I pull up my Pokemon app. And, of course, there is a, um, I guess somebody put a lure on one of the Pokestops, which is right there on the corner, which attracts all the, you know, exotic Pokemon yeah. for 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's what they were all doing. They Everybody's- were all standing there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm driving around the corner, and I just happen. I, Oh, that's a Psyduck. And I hit the button. Of course, he popped up, and I caught him while I was driving, which you're not. <laughs> don't do. Don't do. Don't do. Do as we say, not as we do. Exactly. Yeah. Like we are, but we are I, not responsible. But I did catch a Psyduck while I was doing it. And that's what they were all doing. Such a long line. It gets people outside. They're walking around. They're having a good time. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome as long as they're safe and doing it, you know. I thought Probably we were going to get uh, arrested last night. <laughs> we were driving. So so I, I live, like, right between FC and, and Ann Arbor. Yeah. And we're driving, like, from Ann Arbor back to the campus, back to our apartment. And we're on Washington Ave. And all of a sudden, like, my brother's driving, and I have my app out kind of like, I'm hitting Pokestops as you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, I see a, a, a Dragtini pop up, and I'm like, there's a cop in front of us. Like, literally, like, 10 feet in front of us a cop. And I just go... Turn around, turn around, you gotta turn around. <laughs> and my brother's like, what? Like, Paul's like, quickly turns the car around. I'm like, parking at McDonald's, parking at McDonald's. Stop leaning into the mic and yelling. Back up and yell. You're doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do. So, so we like, pull up this thing that catches like a, a drag team, which is kind of a hard Pokemon to find. 
It was, I was just like, I don't care if you got pulled over for doing a U-turn. You're, we're catching that Pokemon. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a lot more warnings, and there's going to be oh, a lot eventually, more trouble. There's yeah. going to be more accidents until that we're it dies hear this coming week. Yeah. This game I don't is, know, man. I saw uh, somebody online. Uh, actually, uh, Jimmy, the guy that was just here a minute ago, not you, Jimmy, but another Jimmy. Yeah. It's on the honor card, and he like, posted something. There was like, cops playing Pokemon in the park and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's some police station has a sign saying, yep. do not come in. You can catch Pokemon from the outside. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> come in. Is there a hot them. spot for some Pokemon? That's well, that's what funny. me and Dan were talking about. You know, you go into a bad area of Detroit, and you're thinking, oh, well, there might be a Mewtwo in there. Well, mm-hmm. that's a gang headquarters. You can't go in yeah. there and get a Mewtwo. <laughs> I got to get that Mewtwo. Them guys are going down. Exactly. Because I got to get this new <laughs> too. <laughs> this is like, now. I'm brought to Bruce Willis Copland in this motherfucker. <laughs> this is now like I've seen local copy shops that have like signs being like, you know, if you're the blue team, 10% off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some pizza place advertising that a, like a 300 level Charizard was caught there. So people are showing up trying to catch them. Jeez. Yeah, we're going to capitalize It's the top it. uh, earning game right now. Yeah, on, especially on. I, I just read. Uh, it was like on Apple. It's nope, the top selling game, and it's making all kinds of money right now. because people are buying all these extra bonuses and stuff in this. Yep. And it, genius marketing, yeah. genius marketing. So like smart. people are natural hoarders, okay? And the ones that are real big collectors <laughs> are really bad. So you give them a game where you got to collect all these things, yeah. but guess what? In order to really do it, you got to buy this stuff. Yep. It's money, just money, hand over fist, money. I know yeah. I'm buying it. So I'm yeah, <laughs> I haven't spent any money in the game yet, but the two guys I'm out with, my brother last night and my buddy, between the two of them, they spent like 15 bucks in the game already. <laughs> oh, dude. I, ha- I haven't either, but I know I will. I yeah. guarantee you I will. I did a Clash of Clans. I, pe- I, I Exactly. As soon as I did that, I spent 50 <laughs> bucks in Clash of Clans. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm done with this game. I've been playing since. Did that start out as a free game, too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's a and thing it's now. It's money to premiums. keep playing or get cool stuff. Yeah. And it's like, that was another game. I don't even want to get into Clash. The only game I actually play is like The Sims 4. (laughs) And when I, like, I don't play it often, but when I do, it's like a 10 hour binge and I just binge on it and pause (laughs) it and like build a bigger house. Like, I have like the biggest mansion going on right now with the sickest, sweet (laughs) in ground pool. Nice. But I also want to like buy like all the bar shit for outside and like the shit. So she has a wardrobe and all this other shit. And I'm like, (laughs) You Sims 4, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing I've me. Been, I've been playing Simpsons Tapped Out on and off for like five years now. And uh-huh. I probably I probably dropped a good 30 to 50 bucks in that game. It is yeah, dangerous. It's like Because you're like, man, I want to make a bar outside by the pool. I want this girl to wear other stuff besides the bikini top and shorts that I put her in. Yeah. So it's like a hooker. They released a superhero like expansion a couple years ago. And it's like, well, of course, I got to spend the money to get everyone's superhero costume. <laughs> Uh, so Netflix announces a new deal with CW for exclusive streaming rights. So Ooh. now when the CW shows end, you don't have to wait a year before they come onto Netflix mm-hmm. along with the release of the DVD box set. Oh, You're going to get them eight days after the last nice. episode airs, which is super nice. Yep. And that's everything, including uh, Supergirl who was originally on CBS, but mm-hmm. now that she's signed to CW, she is included in this deal. Nice. So we're going to have Supergirl Season 1 very soon. Yeah. Awesome, because I haven't seen it yet, and I oh, really want to... That's like it. my Nick. Yeah, that's like my next like, binge-watch thing yeah. like on a Friday when I'm off and I don't want to talk to anybody, and I just want to... Especially smoke since and chill. Game of Thrones and Beep's over. 
Yeah. yeah. You had something to watch. Yeah, I got I have to have something. But I mean, we kind of knew this was coming since the when they announced the Hulu lost their deal of CW. And we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, we so were we, like, it's going to Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's it's definitely, there's definitely yeah. something happening. <laughs> well, I wonder when it's going to happen where Amazon Prime isn't that. Don't they have a TV thing? Yeah, yeah. there's shows on there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I wonder when they're going to like pick up steam. It'll probably be a few years, I'd imagine. It took well, they're Hulu, behind the like, curve as far as like the eight stuff. years the, to yeah. probably get up and going and actually it's, be competitive with yeah. Netflix. It took Hulu, no, or they Hulu are, a while. They're all with their new stuff. Like when it comes yeah. to like the Emmys, it's. It's Amazon Prime, HBO, and Netflix are now like yeah. all their shows are being nominated for stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, huh. but they don't have the the older stuff like Netflix does. Yeah. They're right. still figuring shit out, man. Plus, like, what are they going to do? You got, you got such a tap market with yeah. both Hulu and Netflix. Like, what are you really going to get that people are going to look on that isn't already available? Yeah, on those two? there's so much stuff they already have, and that's the thing now is like so many of these companies are competing with buying the same rights to their shows. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sure Apple TV is trying to catch up on the same, you know, token. Well, Google mm-hmm. will probably jump up on exactly, that too. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> Guaranteed. <laughs> so, uh, the magic of TV is a funny thing. Okay, and this was something that I just learned that when, uh, at least on the Conan O'Brien show, when there is a musical guest, he sometimes or she sometimes or he she sometimes comes in and does the performance pre-recorded without the audience being there. Hmm. So then when they introduce everything, sometimes the audience mm-hmm. has to play along. Well, Conan recently had Timothy Oliphant on uh, on his show, and he refused to play along with the skit. Good. So <laughs> it's so actually super music? hilarious. And this clip I'm going to play you guys right now is from uh, Yahoo.com, from Yahoo News. This is awesome. If you guys want to get up and come <laughs> check this shit out so you can see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Here we go. You're doing it! I'm not doing it! You're gonna do it! This is bullshit! While filming a recent episode of Conan, the audience was let in on a little secret about the magic of television when Conan attempted to introduce musical guest Sturgill Simpson, who had recorded his performance earlier in the day. Guests Timothy Oliphant and Gerard Carmichael made sure this did not go smoothly, and Conan was gracious enough to share the outtakes. When we do the thing at the end, can we just all scream, Go over there! Where you can see him start to give him shit. And Conan and Andy Rickard just total bosses about the whole deal. Normally, when it comes time for the fake introduction, the guests play along, but that Timothy Oliphant, he's a bit of a firecracker. He's a bit My of next a guest is here with a song from his critically acclaimed new album <laughs> on May 18th. Can't wait 18th. to see him. Can't wait right to see him. <laughs> yes, Sturgill Simpson is great. Oh, that's right. He's not actually there. Stupid TV magic. He played like a real, like a real slow, sad he played song. The, yeah. So that intro will be like, Where? Harry is! <laughs> so the audience never actually got to see Simpson perform, but as Conan pointed out, tickets to his show are free, so they really can't complain. And Timothy had some words of advice for any complaint. He's like, it's free, bitch. <laughs> you take your underwear and go home happy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, that guy. I didn't just, know that. Justified's done, right? Like, that that was like season finale done like a year or two ago or something like that, right? So he hasn't so. really. Is he doing anything recent? Besides looking sexy? Besides, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, dude, I didn't know any of that either. When I saw this, I was like, dude, I got to share this with you guys. This is hilarious. <laughs> it's so you know? funny. It I is. Was, I did not know that they did that. I, it <laughs> I definitely thought it was live too. Yeah, I'm dumb as hell. Well, you I'm know, like, sometimes oh, they have live you know, music there. That'd be cool to be on the Conan O'Brien show. Yeah. Now, what if you didn't know that and you went on? Wouldn't you be pissed and be like, what in the I hell? I think it's on certain this shows, though, man. It's got to be scheduling because I remember when he was the Late Show with Conan O'Brien, yeah. and he had he had live. They were live. Oh, were like they? he had yeah, he had Slipknot so on, on one time. Show? And no, dude, he had Slipknot on and everybody was like in the oh, crowd and it was, oh, it was so sweet though. <laughs> it was like that's why I loved Conan because he was the dude that had those kind of people on his show and like well, he was the edgier late nightier you know, talk show host. Yeah. Oh, I still, my favorite out of all. Of I still, them. yeah, he's awesome. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he does new, that. Like, I watch thing his new with show hair. He went the Korea with Steven Young from yeah. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Was a, like, the whole week was awesome. Wow. <laughs> and he always takes over Comic-Con well, the last couple of years. Yeah, he's he definitely gets involved in the geek culture, yeah. which is really cool. He does that, like, Clueless Gaming, where he like, he plays video games with people who have no clue what they're doing. <laughs> he, uh, you know, when he lost The Tonight Show, and he gave his ending monologue there, you know, and he's like, I hate cynicism, you know, don't trash The Tonight Show. He's like, this is a beautiful show. And he's like, I just can't be a part of what I think would be the demise of it because yeah. they wanted to move him another time slot, which hadn't been done in years, just to give Jay, Jay Leno, Leno back to the time the slot, same yeah. time slot. And he's like, There's no point. You yeah. may as well just have him. And he was screwed out of that deal, mm-hmm. hard, 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 screwed. Yeah. You know, and then, like that's that's that just for that alone. You're like, I'm a big fan of the dude well, because so he kept people, it with class. He yeah. almost cried, bro. I saw well, him. He, he got choked yeah. up. Yeah. Well, there's so Poor many Conan. people though who would have. Their ego would have been like, oh, I'm still on the Tonight Show. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. for him, it was his love of late night TV talk shows was more important than his own ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you true. watch that film he did about that tour he did when he was off the air for that, for that it was like, was it six months he couldn't be on a show? No, no. Yeah, it, it's on Netflix. He did a comedy tour or something? Oh, it's an actual he, documentary? He, yeah, he, it, oh, it's sweet. a documentary about his tour he did. He did kind of like a Conan O'Brien live show. Mm-hmm. So it was good, real interesting. Yeah, dude's been in it for forever, man. He's at the top yeah. of the game. Like, anywhere he goes, he can get a show. Yeah. That dude's badass. All right, uh, that's all we got for news. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are gearing up for Ghostbusters coming out <laughs> this Thursday night. We're going to be all at the premiere, and, uh, well, yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll talk about it when we come yes. back. Hello, kitties. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Ninja Starship Podcast with Jimmy McKnight. <laughs> Mickey Mouse bullshit. Anyway. All right, we're back. Yeah, <laughs> right. again. We're good. We're again, good. We're, we're back good. again. Did they record the last thing about the beat up pussy? Yep. All right, good. <laughs> I didn't want that to be that, gone. That's, that's gold. That's golden. Well, right what I was saying, so everybody's clear because you're probably like, beat up pussy, what? We were sitting there on break and, uh, oh, I saw we got 30 seconds. <laughs> Get your ass in here, Jimmy. And he's like, I can usually finish in that time. I said, I wouldn't brag about that. That's, hey, that's double the time I need. <laughs> I got I wouldn't brag about that. But honestly, I'd rather go for like a couple or a few, like 15 minutes to 30 minute sessions and go to like for like two one hour sessions because your pussy's all beat to fuck after that. Like, oh, that's what brought it up. 
Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers to segment two. Cheers. We're starting segment two. Uh, segment two. Hold on. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Segment two is brought to you by Monroe Comic Con and Card Show, happening Saturday, October 1st, 2016, at the Total Sports Monroe Complex in Monroe, Michigan. The Monroe Comic Con is kind enough to sponsor the Ninja Starship and... We are sponsoring them back. We are going to be there with a 20 by 20 booth, and we're going to be doing a podcast panel. So if you whoops, if you have ever wanted to start a podcast, if you like what we do and think, man, I could do way better than those guys, then you're going to want to come to our podcast panel Saturday, October 1st at the Monroe Comic Con. I'm going to be there. Will's going to be there. IT and the D's, Bob and Dave are going to be there. So between all of us, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, between all of us, we can answer all your questions on how to get started. So as we are gearing up for Ghostbusters, let us uh, get into the Silver Screen Showdown. Sound good? All right. Here we go. All right. Was, could you hear it? At yeah. All, all right, cool. <laughs> so Ghostbusters comes out this Friday. Uh, you've heard me be vocal about this. Um, I'm sure you all have friends who have been vocal about this. Will, I know you're very excited to see this. I'm pumped. Uh, the information I'm getting from Hollywood Reporter uh Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman says reboot criticism stems from nostalgia over the original film. No shit. But this is the thing that really gets me is Ghostbusters is tracking for 40 to 50 million U.S. debut. They are expecting this to bomb. Yeah, because that's sad. With an opening of 40 to 50. Because it, it, it's the most anticipated and yet most disliked movie coming out. Like yeah. people... People are excited to hate it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, maybe if, if big capital I F, this movie's good. I just, I'm going to coin that capital I F. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if this is that good, it's going to be one of the movies that really grows in home audiences. If yeah. it's that good, because yeah. there's already yeah. too many people who are pushing their glasses up to their face going, nope, I don't want to see I'm this. I'm not going to see it. I'm going to. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be there opening night, guaranteed, yeah, just because too. if there's the chance that they made something just completely magical, I want to be there to experience it. Right. right. But if they completely shit on a franchise that I hold so near and dear to my heart, I want to be there to see it. <laughs> want to be one of the first. <laughs> You're going to be going out and getting wasted that night all angry and mad about it. Yeah, right? If it sucks. So if it, it sucks. Is, <laughs> fuck you, Vicar! Like, officially a reboot now? Because yeah, I remember yeah. when we talked yes, about it before. Yes, it's officially it was, a re- reboot. Oh, that sucks. They're saying the, the, uh, the original cast have cameo, but it's not set in the same universe. Oh, that sucks. But... I, th- I think this could be one of those movies, though, that has a poor opening weekend, but then the next weekend does better. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen often, but yeah, some, I, think th- I think that's this, rare. I think this could be one of those movies to where it's once people are kind of waiting for their friends to Word go see mom. it. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so once people see it, it might do better. So is this going to be because originally they said they were going to do all girls and then they were going to do an all boys. So this is probably if the girls do good, maybe we'll do the second one with the all guys or. 
They keep changing their mind because yeah. oh, now they're no. doing that cartoon. They suck. But there's, yeah, there's the. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed right yeah. now. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm a female. I have boobs. I have all the required criteria. As we've but, discussed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're there. You can't mess them. But seriously, like, I just don't. I mean, you watch Ghostbusters when you're a kid, and it's like these dudes getting all crazy. So I feel like. Even if you would have thrown like one or two females in there, it could have been something okay. Yeah, but not, like not, the whole entire female cast, it, it seems like there's a mission behind yeah, the whole female cast. Like know. they're like, oh, if you don't support it, you're against women right. in leadership right. roles. It's like, no. Well, I'm by, a woman and I'm saying I think it's stupid. By knocking so. every dude out of it and making it a complete female cast, yeah. you're not helping support strong female characters. No. You are dumbing down strong male characters yeah. by saying that, yeah. oh, us ladies can do this better. Like, like back in the 40s with Rosie the fucking Riveter. Like, oh, we have to go to work now. We have to do this. Yeah. I'm all for strong female characters. Right. I am. I love strong female characters. Right. Yeah. But when you're right, fucking though. shitting on strong male characters yeah. to make yes, a point for strong I, female yeah. characters. That I have a problem with that too. I have a problem with that. Yeah, so like everybody's seeking for equality. So women seeking for equality, that doesn't mean that you just shit all How over men. Half guys, half that's girls. Supposed that's supposed to yeah. be like a 50. Well, yeah, that. that's yeah. what I'm saying. 50-50 would have made it equal. You know what I'm saying? So that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, ah, uh, screw men. So, I mean, did feminists write this? Is that what happened? And they just... <laughs> They don't I, like men. <laughs> no, I mean, I also think the big problem is everyone wants a Ghostbusters 3. No one really wanted a reboot. They wanted yeah, to they continue. Wanted to, they wanted to continue because, I mean. Yeah, but the original still, characters would have been. People still love Bill Murray. They still shit. love being that great. Yeah. People Pass it on them. to a younger they were group. We're okay with that. Our best comedians, like, in history. They were awesome. Yeah. They were great in comedy movies. And I just turned it on for my son, so, yeah, as we always talk about, who's for now. And. He didn't want to watch it because he was like, oh, it's going to be scary. And I'm like, are we going to go see the new movie? No, Daddy, it's going to be scary. Well, are we going to watch the original at home? No, it's going to be scary. <laughs> well, you're going to sit and watch it anyway because Daddy sat and watched yeah. it. You're so. going to sit and you're going to be scared. <laughs> yeah. And I you're keep be laughing. You're going to be scared like a man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to be too scared. And I want him right. to take it funny because yeah. it's partly funny, you know. Oh, dude, so number I'm two, man. Yeah. That subway scene with all the heads. Oh that God. shit fucked me fucked up when up. I was yes. a kid, man. I'm like, that was some straight up scary I level we shit, walked bro. Out of I mean, yeah. even now. When I was a kid, we walked out because I was like, yep, I can't do this. We're, we're gonna... <laughs> My dad was like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I'll yeah. cry really loud. Like, let's go. Um, but we walked out, you know, but I watched it and I'm like, oh, this is not bad. So, you know, I'm watching it with him. He's like, oh, dad, this is all guys. I can watch this. And I'm like. Oh, son, don't look at it like that. <laughs> oh, wow. I understand. He's right, like, but the new one is all girls. Yeah, we need to have a discussion. It's okay. <laughs> we're in Studio 3 right now, right? Yeah. Uh, this is, no, we're this two. two. This we're is two. two? Okay, two. all right. So we're in Studio 2 now, which is uh, a new studio from us that we're, uh, from us, uh, that we're uh, normally in. One, two, uh, three. So if you want to call in and give us your opinions on this Ghostbuster movie, uh, the Skype line is 248 579 Five two nine zero. We'd love to hear your opinions and what you're thinking about this movie coming out this weekend, and if you're going to see it. Yeah, call in, please. I want to hear more people. My my buddies, they're like, oh, it's going to be girls. I'm not into it. I want to hear more opinions about this. Yeah, movie. call me and chicks. I'm curious what you have yeah. to say too. So call in and tell me if you think I'm a bitch. Yeah, chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chicks, call in. <laughs> yeah, please, chicks. Call in. <laughs> Jimmy's reasons are different than mine. I'm just going to throw that out there. 
Um, uh, but I mean, with this cast, you know, we we all know we got Jimmy we got a hell. Uh, you got a powerhouse comedy cast. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think yeah. we have some of the the funniest people of the current SNL cast on in mm-hmm. the show. Yep. The, the the two SNL current members on in this movie, I think, are two of the funniest ones currently in the SNL mm-hmm. cast. I think Kristen Wiig is one of the funniest people. You know, out there. Period. Yeah, she's I mean, awesome. I I think she's great. So, and Melissa McCarthy, personally, like I love her. I think she's great. Like, it, it's I want to get drunk I, with I, I her like, so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like if this movie was anything so but Ghostbusters, people would be hyped for it. Well, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. hoping that their talents <laughs> aren't wasted on that. Um, Apparently, we don't have this muted yet. Sorry, guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> Podcast Detroit, you're on the Ninja Starship. Hi, how's it going? Good. Yourself. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Where's Jimmy at? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. He pretty was good worried. Jimmy out here. The fine guess. Where's Jimmy? This, at? Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was worried. Like I don't want to talk to her. What the hell's I, going I on? I want to talk to Jimmy. <laughs> Put Jimmy out. Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, no, I apologize. I'm calling oh, in I'm... confusion because I wasn't actually listening for very long before I called in, and Jimmy was like, "Here's the number. Call in. You're talking Ghostbusters." And I was like, "I'd rather call in and talk about how the Toronto Blue Jays just stomp the Detroit Tigers six to one." You know, that's a whole other podcast, and that's bullshit. Okay, first off, because it was not even the prior game we destroyed you guys by one point, but it counts. Okay. And then today, <laughs> you decide to go to a baseball game out of nowhere, and they shit all over us yep. and completely kick our ass. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I haven't been to a baseball game in like 10 years. That's why you're not allowed to go back. You're too good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make sure I only go to Detroit-Toronto games from now on. <laughs> <laughs> well, who is this? Oh, this is this is Jason Clark. Yeah. What up, Jay? Yeah, this is Jay Clark. Who's all there, Jimmy? Who are all these people I hear? Talking? Well, uh, to my to my left, we have the beautiful Jess. Uh, next Hello, to her, he knows that. He Jess. already told me to blow him. Yeah. Hey, Jess. <laughs> He's like, get off the phone, stupid. Where's Jimmy? And uh, we got we got Kidding. Will and How's we got going, Norm. What up, Jay? What? I know Will. Who's Norm? I don't know Norm. Nor- Norm, Norm is our resident Uber, Uber driver. driver. Norm is awesome. You should be okay. sad that you don't know Norm. Yeah. You hear me here and there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uber driver? Yeah. You tell me the elegant weapon doesn't have an Uber driver? Yeah, elegant weapon doesn't have an Uber driver. You mean you don't have that? You don't have your own Uber driver? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm behind on the time. Yeah. You know, so, Uber's a war in Canada right now. We still now, take so taxis. <laughs> Jay, you, you, you have a very um, you know, equality sense to you about a lot of topics. So I, I think this is this is a good one to bring you in on. We were just before you called, we were discussing about how this Ghostbusters cast is all women, which we are, you know, behind strong women characters, but replacing every guy with an all woman team, is that strengthening the uh strong strong female character image, or is that weakening the strong male character image? I think it depends how it turns out. Like if it's a good movie or not? Yeah, I mean, it's Yeah, really, because if it's really a shitty is. movie, we're going to be like, we fucking told you it should have been dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could go... I, I literally just saw... I just saw on there some... Uh, sorry, I'm hearing myself, I think, <laughs> echoing. That's confusing. Oh, sorry. You're clean on our end. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw a couple of reviews saying that it was really good and that, you know, it's better than we expected. So who knows? Mm. 
What are you expecting? <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's going to be good because it's good of everyone involved, but I think it's going to be something pretty different, which is okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah different's yeah. okay. I don't want to see the same movie remade. I just want to see our original or, you know, some of our original. You know, give us something of what we're used to. I think it should have been connected. Yeah. I don't think it should have been a yeah. reboot. I think, it should, I think it should have been a sequel with women would have been fine. Yep. Yeah, I think we discussed it at first when we first heard about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people probably would have been okay with that, too, was doing a, look, the old team's mm-hmm. retiring or... You know, you keep you keep like one of the characters exactly. on as like the their mentor, and he's mentoring yep. this new team who happens to all be women. Perfect. Don't worry, that of been, I think it would have been less imaginable. People kind of feel like this is an attack, like mm-hmm. oh, like well, because there's no be. lead into it, so no. you just jump from one thing to another, and yeah, that's just, there's no that's more confusing. ghosts, and now all of Kinda a sudden there's ghosts. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot more fun if it was like say like ghosts had disappeared for long enough, or the Ghostbusters disbanded. And then they were all lost somewhere, and the new girls had to go find them and, exactly. you know, get them to help them out being a new team, you know? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I really am looking forward to, I like that they lean into our, I mean, I guess, quote-unquote, real-life ghost. You know, the tall, skinny guy? Mm-hmm. That's apparently a real yeah, ghost. Slender that Man. Have, yeah, yeah, Slender Man. That people have pictures of, and they're going to put him in the movie. I'm like, that's awesome, dude. You should put him in there. There's some cool things to this movie. They're like the 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 song. I, I absolutely oh, can't. God. I can't stand. And and the, the trailer with the song oh. makes you hate the movie that much more. But honestly, oh, the song is so bad. So bad. Setting up for defeat. The uh, the yeah, it's so song. bad. The um. Did somebody actually expect a good song from Fallout Boy though? Like really? I apparently. Apparently, man, like I, I saw, I seen him, uh, I seen him last summer with Wiz Khalifa because I went to the Wiz Khalifa show, but they were selling out fast just because Fallout Boy was there, dude, and like. I was like, I was off getting beer during most of Fallout's boys set, and all it was was the same just douche, 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 douche sound and chanting. Like, that's all it was. I'm like, you guys play the same song over and over, and people love this. I like Paul, boy. Fuck off, Will. <laughs> Pop punk's my damn like dude. Too, but, yeah. but you know what? I wanted no, the original song. It should have yeah. been the original song. If yeah. you're going to have Ghostbusters, yep. you have the original song. Because everybody loves it. I don't know. And everybody still loves it. Yeah, it's no, going I, through I, my head right now. The don't Ghostbusters song they did <laughs> shit. It's, they don't need to redo it. Exactly. It should have at least been redone by like an R and B artist, or right? Something. Yeah, Some dude. Something that sounded really white similar. Rock wannabe well, band, well, you know, Missy Elliott did it though. I mean, same. she was part of it. Yeah, yeah. Missy yeah. Elliott was part of it, but like, was he? The rest yeah, of the song, was, was Fallout Boy, Boy was the foundation. Well, I, the song I, I, mean, sucks. I thought that yeah. was kind of a weird combination too, though. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and Missy Elliott's not exactly relevant anymore. No, yeah. no, no she's, she's trying. Up, she's she's trying. Doing the halftime show like two I, years. Yeah, ago. I know, but like, yeah. that's she's it. Trying, but that's it's not it. Working, yeah, man. like she's trying. To, like this is a big catch for her. Yeah, but it's not gonna be I mean, good because point, everybody hates the song. At this point, you're looking at the audience like. Nobody likes that song. Can we remix it and make it more like the original? Because 
This is bad. Hopefully. <laughs> We're they better, our careers. They better play the original song during the credits, at least. Uh, it'll probably be that dubstep it. remix yeah, that you're hearing in the trailer. BS, Either yeah. that or There's it'll be the Fallout song. Remix? Yeah, yeah, like that was the only one where I was like, all right, it's kind of sounded heavy, Ghostbusters. Is that the one we heard so, yeah. before? If you're like a metal fan, you know, like, you like it. Mm. You know, like, all right, it's all right, it's decent. Sort of not. <laughs> all righty. All right, Jay, thank you so Jay. much for calling in, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, sorry guys, I got a I got a weird connection going on here. So no, you're all up. good. You guys are awesome. Keep talking, have fun, keep potting, blah 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 blah. I'll talk to you all <laughs> soon. And check That's out Inelegant Weapon at www.inelegantweapon.ca for Canada bitches to hear more of Jay Clark. That's right. Tomorrow we've got uh, episode 205 is dropping with Mr. Kevin Boyd. Ooh, 205. Wow. Wow. Fancy like and slowly catching Congrats. up. Yeah. 205. <laughs> Just pull out your podcast dick. Wow. <laughs> I mean, after 205 episodes, it's got to be big. That's awesome. <laughs> We're at 50. Congratulations, Jay, 50 for sure, man. Hey, thanks, guys. It's going to be fun. So, All right. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Out here, this is all echoing me. It's making me feel like I'm. Oh, no problem. Sorry. I'm gonna hang up. I'll talk to you all soon. All right, Peace. buddy. Take care. Bye. Later. All right, everybody. That's uh, that's it for our Ghostbusters talk. You're gonna need a bigger boat. What's up, Starship fans? Right about now is when the live broadcast crashed our software crashed there was an update there was bugs in it long story short the show was only an hour long live broadcast so what i did is i got on the phone i made some things happen and i booked a very special guest for you for this episode uh because like i said if you listen to live broadcast you were cut short an hour of ninja starshipness and that did suck so what i got is chad rook who played Clyde Martin. He was the very first villain on the CW's The Flash TV show. Uh, I am three Jack and Cokes deep. It is my birthday. It is July 13th. And some things happened today that were just just crazy. And I will explain all of that to you uh, at Saturday's show, I want to save it till then, but some crazy, crazy things happened today on my birthday and nothing like, you know, hangover style crazy, just in life basically. And I ended up, uh, I'm just staying at home tonight. I'm staying at home. I'm drinking a pint of Jack Daniels and I am three, three finger glasses in at this point. So, you know, it is what it is, but I'm making up for uh, missing the hour-long episode. So this is what you get. A broadcast from McKnight Manor with semi-drunk Jimmy McKnight. It is what it is. So what you're going to get is an interview that I just did with Chad Rook, the very first villain on The Flash. You like how I just kind of bounced back and forth there? Just kind of... Chad Rook... Uh, he was the very first villain on The Flash. He played Clyde Martin, Weather Wizard. And, you know, he really did kind of set the bar, set the standard for, you know, bringing our love into this. Because as we all know, it's the villains that make the heroes. The villain has to be stronger, better, faster than the hero. Otherwise, what is there for the hero to overcome? Anyway, you're going to hear our conversation about the flash about things that he is doing now including 
War for the Planet of the Apes coming out next summer, which is supposed to be the summer blockbuster. You're going to hear about that and much, much more. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Chad Rook. It's a pleasure having you on the show, man. I really do appreciate you taking the time to meet with me. Yeah, no, I really appreciate the time as well. Most of the fans know that you played Clyde Martin uh, on The Flash, and we are definitely going to get into that. But what I'm really curious about is what you've been doing since then, because looking at your IMDb, you've been very busy. And one thing that really piques my interest is your involvement in War of Planet of the Apes. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, we uh, we finished that uh, early this year and uh, uh, we started it late last year. So it, it's, it was a four month ride that Obviously, it's, it's pretty exciting to, to be sitting here waiting for. Yeah, I bet, man. I mean, what what was the experience like being being on a set for for a Planet of the Apes movie? I would imagine just ape costumes all over the place. Well, actually, yeah, that's the thing is everything's with special effects now, right? So, and, and it was it's kind of a, just the whole process was pretty crazy. I was actually on the set of my own film, Perfect Pickup Film, when I was doing the auditions, and uh, is seven auditions later. Uh, you know, uh, I was actually auditioning originally for an ape character in the film, and uh, and it went so far as to them actually bringing me to ape school, as they called it, uh, <laughs> to learn how to, to to learn how to actually walk and act like a monkey. And then uh, uh, I don't know. Apparently, I sucked at that because after that, they just asked me to read for a human role instead. So who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, which is good because uh, the 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 human role that I ended up eventually getting was a character named Boyle, which is a much larger and more badass kind of character. And, and uh, so I, I landed a, a human role uh, of a character named Boyle, who's um, kind of a second in command uh, um, alongside Woody Harrelson in the film. And uh, needless to say, I'm, I'm not going to be everyone's favorite character in the film. Right on, man. So, I mean, you, you said that uh, it's it's mostly you know CGI. So, are, are there were there scenes where you had to had to you know work with a, a CGI character and kind of just like uh, pretend like there's something there, or how did that work? Yeah. So basically, all these actors uh, they would have uh, a lot of them would have motion capture suits on, and uh, and and these guys are so talented. And, and Terry Notary is the guy who tra- kind of trained them. Uh, and being like apes and stuff, he does such an amazing job with these guys that you can immediately tell who's an orangutan, who's a gorilla, who's a chimpanzee, and they're all dressed the exact same, right? And then you know they're just a bunch of gray little tight suits with little white balls all over them, and and uh, it's kind of a crazy experience. But when you see people like Andy Circus who plays Caesar in the film, mm-hmm. uh, when you see them, you, you completely forget that they're even human. You literally start feeling like you're actually acting with apes, and it's it's just a pretty real experience. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be crazy, man. I mean, I, I I've seen you know like behind the scenes footage stuff like that where you see him in in the mocap suits with all the little balls attached to him. But I, I would imagine like I mean, you're really testing your acting chops, you know, like just pretending that this is just this giant imposing animal. Yeah, and it's it's a different experience because you're basically on set and you have to actually act. Uh, it, you actually almost do every scene three times. You instead of normally on set, you just do it once and you're good to go. But what it is is we do one together with the humans and, and the apes, and then uh, then you do one with just the apes, and then you do one with just the humans. And the one where the humans are acting just on themselves is actually the ones they use because then later on in post-production, that's when they edit the and put the CG uh, apes in there. And it's kind of crazy because you're basically acting with air and then you just have to basically kind of remember what it was like when they were there and pretend that they're there now. And it's, it's, it's kind of surreal how the whole process is put together. 
Yeah, man, that just that sounds crazy though. But I mean, it's totally cool. I'm geeking out right now just thinking about it. Like, man, like that would be yeah. awesome to do that. And it's, it's cool too because you know you you know they have uh, actors in these eight suits and that, but you know they only have maybe ten, fifteen, twenty of them on set. But then you know they're telling you, okay, now on the day though, you have to act as though that you're surrounded by like five, six, seven hundred of these eights. And so you know your imagination, you have to kind of go crazy with it. Right on. Uh, well, speaking of apes, one of the greatest apes that we've gotten to see was Gorilla Grodd from The Flash. Gorilla Grodd, and you know him. <laughs> Dude, what did you think of Gorilla Grodd? Like, how they did that, man? I was surprised that they did it so well, is what it was. Um, you know, looking when I first got, you know, the, the role of Clyde Martin, um, the weather was there. I started looking into the Flash characters and stuff, and when I saw Gorilla Grodd, that was one character that I thought wouldn't have came out for maybe two, three seasons just because I was like, oh, well, they're going to need a big budget. They're going to need to figure out how they're going to do it. And they, they threw it in their first season right away, and they did a good job, I thought. You know, they were saying, like, they really chose smart by putting him in, like, you know, dark scenes. That way they didn't have to be so detailed with all of the hair yep. and everything. But, I mean, what how they did it, man, they they pulled it off. And then seeing Gorilla City, at oh, my God, the, the show is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been well done, man, and I, I actually, I hate to admit it, but I actually have a little bit of catching up to do myself um, in regards to the latest season, so, uh, you know, oh, okay. I, I, I can't talk to you too much about the old Gorilla City and stuff yet. But No, uh, don't I, worry, I they only showed like three season. seconds of it. <laughs> okay, yeah, but I do know, I definitely got to, I hear a little bit and pieces every time I go to a Comic-Con and stuff, and I feel embarrassed that I can't even join in on the conversation yet. No, it's all cool, man. Uh, it was just it was my segue into your episode because they they hinted uh, to Gorilla Grodd in the pilot episode. You seen the you seen the uh, the cage bro- uh, broke open that said Grodd on it. Of course, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just j- being a Flash fan, seeing that man, you're like, oh, like what's coming? And 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 you were a part of that. You were a part of the of the whole beginning of this just. Amazing show, by, by f- hands down, number one show on TV right now, guaranteed. And yeah. what was, I mean, what was the experience like being on set for the the first one? I mean, you were there. You were the first villain that Barry had to fight. And I mean, and you brought yeah, just this, this, this bad assness to Clyde Martin and your whole character. Like, you were just evil, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun because, uh, you know, normally uh, we film an episode per week, but that pilot season we filmed an entire month um, we were on set. So I got to work quite a bit with, with Grant and, 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 you know, Jesse Martin and all those guys. And so, I mean, it was, it was a blast. It was, it was a huge set for a pilot episode. We knew that, you know, CW really had the backing of this show and really you know, had a, an idea of, of what they wanted and, and with David Nutter being the director. I mean, they, they were great. We were closing down major, major city streets and exploding cars and stuff like that. So it was nuts. And, and being, you know, the first metahuman in the show, and, you know, it was, it was kind of a, one of those, um, you know, moments where you don't get too often as an actor where you actually get to set the bar. You get to set the standard of, okay, well, you know, the next guy's going to have to top this or, or that. But, you know, I feel like I had a little unfair advantage when you have, you know, triple the budget on a pilot episode that you do to any other episode. So, you know, they, it, needless to say, it's pretty cool when I finally get to see it with the fans and I'm in the middle of like an F5 tornado, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, but you know, even even with the budget, though, man, like your your portrayal of Clyde, like you really, you you're right. You did set the bar because I mean, you're the first villain, and he is just figuring out that he has these powers, and now he has to fight you, and you can control the weather. I mean, you're weather wizard. You got F five tornado capabilities, like you're saying, you know. So it was. I mean, that was a lot on you, man, and you did a fabulous job. You, you executed it perfectly. Thank you, man. No, I, I really appreciate. It. I mean, yeah, with the character, I, I got again, like I said, not only did I get to the bar, but um, I also had kind of free range with that character because Clyde Martin, uh, even in the comic books, has never been done. Um, you know, it was always Mark Martin and his brother. So Clyde Martin, I think, had like a little half a page snippet in a comic book one time showing how he died, and that was it. So I really, you know, uh, even David Nutter, um, what had happened in this little information without a short, a lot of times because the superhero shows, the fans are really hardcore, and they don't want to really give up the scripts to these things. So a lot of times the actors, when we go in for the auditions, they actually make up characters and scripts and stuff, So and, and then have you audition for that, and if you get the role, they show you the real stuff. So for Clyde Martin, they actually had a character that was actually, um, I, I could create a fire. Um, so when I went in, you know, I, I as a, it was able to control fire and stuff because that's how the script for the audition wrote. Mm-hmm. So I went in there making all these really weird movements and stuff as if the flames were going through me and stuff. And thank God it kind of, you know, correlated over into electricity and weather and stuff like that, that uh, David Nutter understood what I was doing and liked it. And, and after seven auditions, he gave me the shot. So, so uh, but yeah, I mean, your audition process, I mean, you're saying it was pretty grueling. What, what was that like? Yeah, like I said, this was, um, I've, I've had about, um, seven, uh, CW shows before. So, like, this was, this was actually, um, I believe my sixth one because after oh, wow. that I got Eye Zombie right away. Yeah, I got an Eye Zombie right away. And so, like I said, I have had, have had, like, experience with them. So I kind of understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they still put me through the ringer, man. They, they still, it was seven auditions and, and back and forth. And, and so, you know, like I said, David Nutter, he knows what he wants, and they kept going between me and uh, America. I'm Canadian, so they kept going between me and American uh-huh. actors, and back to me, and then no, oh, well, we have another American actor, and I was like, okay, well, come on, guys, just give me a shot, and they did. Thank God, <laughs> man, that's just got to be so <laughs> mentally taxing, being just the back and forth. I've talked to a couple actors with, and they're just like, auditioning's the worst. <laughs> It is, and, and I think in that process a little, it's even you know more so because you know how big of a show it is and stuff, right? And you, you understand, you know, the, the size of this character is going to be kind of career changing, mm-hmm. and uh, needless to say, it was. Right on, man. Um, well, I want to I, I want to veer away a little bit from the Flash, and I kind of want to get your uh, opinion on some some nowadays topics. Uh, I, I know you're a big comic book fan, um, so I assume that you're uh, pretty familiar with some of the big geekdom things that are happening, like the Ghostbusters movie opening this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is uh, what what is your opinion on on this Ghostbusters movie coming out? Uh, you know, I'm going to be blatantly honest with you, man. I think um, <laughs> I might not be uh, the fan favorite here, but no, it's all right. Go right um, ahead. Honestly, I, I honestly think that sometimes Hollywood takes this whole um, uh, sexism and you know, prejudice and racism things. I think they take it sometimes a little too far to the point where they start changing storylines and stuff to the point of uh, it's just not making sense or it doesn't really 
you know, suit as well as what it used to. For example, like the you know switching all the male cast to a female cast because it's you know girl power. I'm like, right. You know, okay, great, but you know what's next? You know, Martha Luther Luther King. Like it's mm-hmm. just getting kind of crazy, right? Like. Uh, and so I don't know when I saw the trailers and stuff, and I don't know if you saw. There's a, there's a YouTube video out there about the, the state puff marshmallow man watching the trailer of the Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, and he looks horrible. His his <laughs> facial expression was my facial expression when I watched. So, uh, yeah, so sim- very similar. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I fully agree. I mean, I, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like, I I I got tickets for 3D IMAX for this thing yeah. premiere night yeah. because I want to be there. I want to know. I want to see if because this is a franchise that I hold so true and dear to my heart. Oh, I wanna, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be there to see if they success or if it yeah. fails. I want to be there as well to see it. You know. And, yeah, and myself included. And you know, and Ghostbusters, like I said, to me, I think the problem I have is that sometimes I think they get a little carried away with CGI and stuff like that, and that's yep. what this looks like. And and the thing with the original Ghostbusters, especially the original, you know, that scene in the library with the old woman and things that's fine. Like those weren't CG; those were like just movie magic stuff. And that was actually had that very scary, creepy vibe to it. And this doesn't look scary, creepy whatsoever. Kind of one of those guys. I don't like listening to critics. I like to take my own opinion and mm-hmm. go see a film and stuff. And which I will, like yourself, and I'll go see what it, what it's like. But uh, I'm not going in with very high expectations on this. Yeah, either am I, either am I. And, and you know, bringing back to what you said earlier about, you know, the, the all-female cast, I've, I, we've brought this topic up on the show before, and it was like, you know, how Hollywood is kind of just shoving this in your face, and it's like, well, if, I mean, if you want it to be equal, you know, make it equal on the team, you know, co-ed, like equal guys, equal girls right. around, and, and, and show the strengths of both and, and, and the weaknesses of both, you know? Let it work. I, I agree 100%. Uh, 100%. And, and, you know, they're doing it with all, a whole bunch of other movies, you know, they're doing a similar thing. And, and I, I just uh, feel like, uh, if you want to be treated the same, and, and, you know, then let's do it equal, not let's just switch the, the board from black to white, you know. Awesome. Chad, thank you so very much for talking with me. I really do appreciate it, especially calling from Canada out in the prairie land like you are. Um, if you could, please, before I let you go, uh, plug your social media, where people can find you, and when can they see uh, War for Planet of the Apes? Yeah, brother, it's just, uh, you can find me anywhere, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, just at Chad Rook, C-H-A-D-R-O-O-K. Uh, just my name. I'm not one of those guys who, you know, have a code name of, you know, find me, I'm on Tank72. Uh, <laughs> right it's, just, it's just Chad Rogue. And, uh, yeah, man, and, and uh, planet, we're from Planet East, man. That's, that's going to be the 2017 summer blockbuster, man. I think it's uh, June, June 11th or, or July 11th, something like that. Yeah. Nice. Awesome, man. All right. Thank you again very much, Chad. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. Have a great night. Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. In a world where podcasts are here one day and gone the next, the people call on one man to bring them a show that would save the planet as we know it. This is not that guy. From Podcast Detroit and the Points of Interest Podcast Network comes a show that talks about Power Rangers, the Macho Man Randy Savage, movies and TV shows, comic books and more. Brought to you by the host with the most, Jimmy McKnight. The Ninja Starship with Jimmy McKnight is live 5 o'clock on Sundays on Podcast Detroit. Email the show ninjastarpod at gmail.com. Oh yeah!